Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Series, a month-long event celebrating the authors and narrators that bring romance stories to life. Listen along as Viviana, Enchantress of Books, interviews your favorite writers and voices, share special guest posts, and stay tuned for some special information at the conclusion of the episode. Hi, everyone. Today, I have the pleasure of chatting with guest narrator Lori West. Welcome to the Audiobook Loving Series, Lori. How are you doing today? Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great, and I'm just really excited to be here. I'm excited to talk to you and get to know you better. So with that being said, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been narrating, how you got into audiobooks, all that fun stuff. Sure. Yeah. Um, my first book was, let's see, back in, oh, it would have been 2015. Um, I did my first book and it was with um, Brilliance Publishing. And I just really discovered I had a niche for romance and things kind of took off from there. Um, I was a part-time narrator for a little while and then I switched to full-time not too long ago. It's been a couple of years now. I got into it. Um, I started out doing theater when I was younger and we had a family friend who told my mom that they that my mom should take me into a voiceover studio. Um, and that I had a really nice voice. And my mom was like, I don't know what that means, but okay. And <laughs> I, I of course, was like, I, I think I was 15 at the time. And I was like, oh my God, I want to be famous. So I... <laughs> Made her take me into the studio and was told that I did have a good, uh, I think his words were, the microphone loves your voice. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be Miley Cyrus. So I made a demo and things kind of took off from there. I started out doing commercial voiceover work predominantly and then sent my demo off to Brilliance and the rest is history. And there we go. Wow. I love that when they, they tell us that we're good at something as kids yeah. and we're like automatically, we're going to be famous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it started out as like a hobby. I mean, it was kind of like I made some mad money, you know, I mean, making, you know, one voiceover job when you're a kid, you're like, oh my God, I'm rich because you don't have to pay a mortgage. Yep. Um, or anything and else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I saved up some money for college and then, you know, turned it into a full career uh, about 10 or so years later. And now I've been, you know, going at it full time now for two years and I'm going on, you know, eight years of books. So that's awesome. I love it when that becomes like, I can now do this full time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. Goals. It, it was never really a, the intent. It just sort of happened that way. And, you know, here we are. So yeah, with uh, the way that the audiobook world is growing, um, I don't see it stopping anytime soon. And again, it's so versatile because like you said, in, from audiobooks to voiceover commercials, and now people are like, the next step in the ladder is like animation or video games and yeah, so yeah, many that's options. The, that's, a, that's a goal for me. I would love oh, yeah. to like voice a Disney princess someday or something, oh. <laughs> um, you know, something like that. But um. Yeah, right now it's just, it's fun to be able to um, do, essentially do acting all the time and get to wear my pajamas while I do it if I want to. So Matthew that's always a bonus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. If only more of us had able to have that luxury of uh, <laughs> that. I mean, someone else also had asked me about like, hey, well, if you want to go back into the office for the day job, would you? And I'm like, mm, no. And they're like, why? And I'm like, because there's no puppies in the day job. <laughs> yep. There Here, you go. Someone annoys me via email because it didn't read my previous email and I am not allowed to write per my previous email. I, you know, can go outside to my living room and pet my dogs for a little bit. And I'm like, I'm zenned out. I can't do that. Yeah. Kind of center so. yourself a little bit and just, mm -hmm. there you go. Yeah, <laughs> but I am thrilled that you're able to do this full time. And that's also great for us because that means more books. Yay. <laughs> so starting from the voiceover, doing commercials and things like that, processes are a little different, but at the same time, similar a little bit when it comes down to how you prep the script uh, and then yeah. also in this case, the book. Have you found that your process has changed now that you're doing this significantly more often and years later? Um, 
Yeah, I think the biggest learning curve for me. So when you do commercial voice work, you're selling something usually, I mean, or you're teaching someone how to do something if it's an industrial and you're, you know, you know, click here and do this, but you're really, you're just trying to sound pleasant and to get a point across. And with audiobooks, it's really a totally different animal. And I remember my first book that I did, um, they literally had found my demo, like stuck to the bottom of someone's filing cabinet and, you know, called me out of the blue. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, okay, I'm just going to go here and do this. And all of a sudden they're like, wow, you're really good at this. I'm like, I am. Okay, great. Cool. I have no idea why. And, you know, then I start looking into more training and stuff. Cause I'd had training for, for commercial voice work, but I, had not for books. And I think the biggest thing was the idea that it wasn't just sound pleasant. It was all of a sudden, okay, change your pitch, do things to make yourself sound interesting because otherwise you're going to put people to sleep and, you know, they're going to be, you know, which is fine if you're working for the Calm app or whatever, Absolutely. And, you know, <laughs> but if you're, you're really trying to tell a story. And then the other huge thing is obviously different characters and keeping them straight and being able to dive back in because, you know, we get paid by the hour as in finished hour. So however long it takes me to provide that finished hour, that's on me. And so you learn ways to be more efficient and ways to, you know, be able to put out a superior product while still not selling your soul to the devil and working 72 hours a day. Um, so I your think voice was, don't think can keep that up either. I mean, yeah, well, weirdly, um, and I knock on wood when I say this, I have never in my life lost my voice. I think it's because I was in a, I was in an all city kids choir when I was growing up and we toured and we, we had a pretty strenuous schedule for a bunch of like middle and high school kids. And I was popping off like high G sharps as a soprano at like age 11 and thinking nothing of it. And I think I just was trained at such an early age to have the muscles that I was just able to keep those up and never lose that so again I knock on wood when I say it and watch I'm probably gonna like lose my voice tomorrow or something. you're fine you're fine but <laughs> we'll but, burn um, some sage later we're good <laughs> yeah it's just it's it's weird I've, I've just never I mean I've had like congestion and you have days where you've got a cold and you can't do it because you don't sound like you but I mean I've never had that problem so I've I've been told by a lot of engineers and other people on that side of the industry that I'm very efficient and a bit of a freak of nature with how much <laughs> I can record in a day and how quickly I, I do things. So I, I, you know, not to be arrogant, but like, I, again, I went into it and they're like, wow, you're fast. I'm like, am I okay? Like I'm, I have, I have nothing to compare it to. So, um, but then the more books I did and the more engineers I worked with and the more often I was told it, I learned that, okay, I do have a sort of special sort of God-given, I guess it would be like being tall as a basketball player I don't know you know just some kind of an innate like whatever you know well <laughs> so. there's, again we all have our skill sets that we, we were born with you know and then things that we we're inanimately good at without knowing how the hell we became good at it and you know this is one of your gifts so that's good that's really yeah. good yeah you know I'll, I'll take it so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you touched on that whole like per finished hour getting paid and how this, is this um, so with your proficiency on this, um, are you at that rate where it's like two hours for every one finished hour ratio or you're less than that? Um, I typically am between just for, so just recording um, is about one and a half two if it's if it's a difficult like lots of characters, lots of accents. It really depends if I'm doing any accents or anything like that. But if it's a more straight up, like a romance that I've done that kind of stuff a lot, you know, no, no abnormal voices. And it's just my voice. I can usually do 1.5. Nice. That's good. I bring that because I know sometimes people think that uh, they, they don't know how the back end of things work. And I love kind of bringing that information to the front because people tend to think, 
oh, you just sit there in the booth, all very comfy, and you just talking to the mic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, no, honey, they're there for hours. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, then they, and then uh, that one word they get stuck with <laughs> I lately I cannot say the word maternity I just said it now but okay. I can't like if you put it in a sentence and I'm trying to like not focus on it and hyper fixate and actually make it sound normal and part of a sentence it will take me five hours to do I mean it's ridiculous I don't know why I start swearing a lot um <laughs> It's, it's, uh, gets very colorful. Um, but yeah, I don't know why maternity is such a problem. Yeah, um, we all have our words. Mine is spaghetti. See how I put like, it? spaghetti. Um, uh, you know, yep, yep, yeah. Yep. Or, or car. I always go with the Boston. I'm not from Boston. I went there uh, one time many years ago and <laughs> that word stuck. Park the car. Yeah. You gotta park the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's just like, it just, it happens. So, I mean, I'm fortunate enough that I know about it. And I see some of you guys doing the TikToks and the IG stories. And, and again, the mana, mana, mana stuck of the yeah. word. And I'm going, oh, I get you. I get you. I understand. Because even doing this with you guys is we're talking. But yeah. there's sometimes a word that comes up or my favorite, like there's a last name. And I'm going, oh, I'm going to butcher this shit the fuck up so yeah, badly. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a trip. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Do you get to work with the author or get information from the author when it comes down to some of this um, information of the story, whether there's accent, specific cadences for a character, anything like that, that can help you figure out how to make these characters sound? Yeah, generally, um, if I'm working with a publisher directly, it's a big faux pas to contact the author directly. You go through the publisher and we are told, you know, that's why the author hired the publisher, you know, make them the middleman. You shouldn't ever be talking to the author directly. And I will go to my contact at the publishing company and say, hey, I'm working on this book by so-and-so. And there's usually like a point person, the project manager or whatever. And I will go to them and say, hey, um, this last name, what does the author want? They will then contact the author and get back to me with the answer. And there's usually an author Q&A that they fill out before I start production that will say like, you know, these are specific locales that and here's how they're pronounced these are specific words that the author has made up if it's a fantasy or whatever these are you know sort of a a way for them to say before we start production this is the way I want it and then as soon as they pretty much as soon as we start production it's out of the author's hands and that's kind of where they turn it over to us and let us do our side of things And it's not, the author isn't really allowed to micromanage with ACX work, which is the independent um, platform, the audiobook creation. I think it's audiobook creation uh, something or other. Anyway, um, those are all independently done. And that's when we are, as narrators, we're responsible for also providing any of the engineering, any of the you know, the entire production, if you will. And in that case, we are working directly with the author because they've chosen not to go through a publisher and they do have a little bit more freedom, if you will, on saying to us like, hey, here's how you, you know, we would like this done. But I also will put my foot down and say, okay, you've done enough. Like, I'm not going to redo this six times because you want it. Like, you need to just let me do what I, what I'm going to do. And obviously we're giving them a product and we want them to be satisfied with the final result. I mean, we're, they're paying us for a service and we want them to be happy, but especially if it's something like an acting choice and it's like, no, I made my choice and I'm going to stick to that. And you don't really get to tell me otherwise unless it's something glaring that is just like no I really didn't see it this way and a lot of times authors are so close to it and they have it in their head that that can get hard 
Um, but, but I've been very fortunate so far and have not had too many issues. And <laughs> recently I asked one author and I said, are there any specific voices that you would like any of the characters to have? Does so-and-so have any sort of accent or what have you? And she goes, I leave that up to you. And I went, oh my, thank God. <laughs> like you were, <laughs> you were my new favorite person. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, and a lot of times when you audition for a book or when a publisher will come out, come to you and say, Hey, Hey, I've got a book available. They'll give you a heads up and say, Hey, there's a person with a really strong, you know, Boston accent. Can you do it? And then you have the right to say like, I don't know if I can swing that, or I I don't know if I can do it justice or what have you. So that's good. I think with any art, the artist is really close to the product and baby and things like that and handing it over for interpretation is hard. I mean, oh, oh no yeah. Doubt. yeah, yeah, but I yeah. love the fact that you have those boundaries because there, there's a reason why you are a narrator and you're as successful as you are and they have to oh, trust you. you. You're welcome. I had, uh, <laughs> I've done a couple of castings and I had one book where I was doing a lot more as far as like, like project management on this thing. And there's like, Hey, is, is this she pronouncing this with a, I'm like, insert name stop <laughs> it's supposed to be that way go away yeah <laughs> just let her friends and so I can tell her that you know without you know losing a client <laughs> right well and I always say like I'll say straight up right at the beginning of production I'll say to the author like are there any like absolute you know deal breakers if you will or absolute must-haves that you want out of this production and then once you once I've given you that carte blanche chance that's it you don't get to come to me halfway through production and say can you try it like this because at that point I've put in hours yeah but that's why I always try to do it up front because then you're covered and and I get that I don't want to sit there and say this is how I can't work like this this is how I'm going to do it I mean it's not you know I'm not do that but I've I have had authors that have said I want you to upload chapters as you go so that I can give you feedback and I was like "Mm, nope nope sorry that's not the way this works because I would never get the book done so it's you just have to and, and a lot of times in my experiences it has not been because the author is like this holier than thou oracle it's that they don't know they don't right. know how the process works so yes. they and if I, if I set the boundary, they're like, oh, okay. All right. You do you and my bad. I didn't realize that was how it's done. And mm-hmm. then they back off. So, and some of them know, are I'm grateful like, because they felt that they, maybe they had to be that involved and they didn't want to. Right. <laughs> and they're like, oh, thank God that I can just let you take the reins and yes. do part of it. And it's, it's been, you know, we've mm-hmm. been, I, I've been very fortunate with that. Like I have not had too many. Yeah. Um, too well, many- I'm, I'm glad that you take the time to educate as well because a lot of authors are like I'm going to do audiobooks and 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 they don't understand that there's a whole ass process and that it takes time and things as, as, as well as money but yeah it's one of the things that I also do is I say hey this is the process the production company takes care of everything you are in the loop and some production companies completely run with it and don't even give any information to the author and some right. will walk with hands so it, it's good that you take the time to and that, and that way they have a better experience I think anyways going forward yeah I, I I try I mean you know that's I I that's the only thing I can do is just to communicate I mean if there's one thing I know how to do it's talk so <laughs> good thing you're good at it huh <laughs> yeah you know I try what can I yeah. say <laughs> speaking of talking and things like that and, and having these voices that we can listen to for hours on end especially since books are like eight plus hours most of the time one thing that we are very a sucker for in this romance community are accents ah uh, yes 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 I'm sure that as you know what is your favorite accent to perform though um I've gotten really, I say, I I hate to say this because somebody's going to listen to this and be like, I've heard her X accent and it's terrible. Um, I've been told by several authors that are from the South that my general Southern accent is, is good. Um, I don't know the specific ins and outs of like a Texas accent versus a Georgia accent and things like that. But I've been told that my general southern drawl is or southern twang is is pleasant to listen to so I've enjoyed 
honing that because I've been told it's decent. My first accent I ever learned was British because I was in a production of Oliver Twist when I was a wee wee one. And I remember being like the only kid that could actually do it. Everybody else was like, like staring at me like I was an alien from another planet. (laughs) Um, But I think my favorite to do is probably like a New York. Really? Um, I just really enjoy the, just the brashness. I shouldn't say New York. I should say like a more, I like to do a character that's like a really brash New York, like almost like a Fran Drescher type (laughs) kind of just in your face. Like that's a really fun character to sink my teeth into usually. And for me, it's more about the personality than just the accent. I have to have like a Because otherwise I can't, I don't feel like I can really sink my teeth into the accent well enough to do it justice. And I'm from the Midwest, which is probably evident in some of my accent. I mean, you know, we get very nasally (laughs) at times, but I've also learned things that we do in the Midwest that are not good. Things like throwing away, like we say, didn't, couldn't, wouldn't, shouldn't, instead of putting a T on the end of it. So Mm. I've learned how to like make sure I don't do that. Um, you know, little things like that, that you are taught like, oh, I didn't realize I did that. Okay. My bad. I'll stop. But you know, it's, it's just fun to, to just play with that. And I love accents because they help you discern the characters (laughs) better. (laughs) So like, if I've got a book with like 12 men in it and they're like, oh yeah, one's British and one's got a New York accent and one's got it. And I'm like, oh, thank God, something to help me tell these guys apart because, um yeah so yeah definitely New York or Jersey my favorite to do yeah and I think sometimes authors are now being more aware of this could potentially be an audiobook yeah adding some of that descriptive but at the same time I also wonder like they're going (laughs) insert evil voice I'm gonna put all the guys or all the girls in the same room and they're talking God, I hate that. Oh man. I I call it, I call it like the grease phenomena where you have like all the girls at the sleepover and then you have all the guys, like the next chapter is all of them talking. I'm like, oh my God, I can't. Uh, so now it, I'm going to be like, tell me more. Tell me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, why are they all together all the time? This is not natural. We have a coffee. There you go. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. So it's, um, that's definitely, that definitely puts you through your paces, um, and can give you a headache, but, um, it's, I mean, I get it. I would never tell an author not to To write a certain way just for, yeah. I mean, you know, you need to, you need to tell the story how you want to tell the story. Yeah. But But I will tell you, there are those authors out there and I know one specifically that does it to Scott Bricks all the time. And it's one of those where he throws in an (laughs) accent just to see if he can fucking do it. I would, oh. I would believe that I, yeah. you know, I actually heard that, um, JK Rowling did that to her voice actor that did the whole Harry Potter series. Oh. He couldn't, he could not say the word pocketed it like Harry pocketed it, it. in his cloak, Yeah, pocketed it. He couldn't do it. And so she found out he couldn't do it. And she purposefully put it in every single subsequent book just to drive him crazy. Yes. Um, <laughs> So, I'm sure they exist. Yes. And I probably unbeknownst to me, there's probably authors that I've worked with that maybe are sitting there thinking, oh, Lori's going to have to do this. I'm going to put this in here just to just to mess with her. But yeah, I, I kind of find that uh, especially when it comes down to like the one that I was referring to. Scott has narrated his books all the time so they've built a relationship of sorts sure yeah and so now it's one of those haha fucker I'm gonna get you <laughs> like yeah yeah they have a here. rapport so yeah. so he can yeah yeah he can mess with them a little bit and mm-hmm. just be like haha yeah yeah but definitely. I also love that you said about the personality coming out because I don't care how much of a sexy accent it might be for an example when they say like if a British goes hey love or the southern goes darling yeah if the personality is not oh, there, yeah. Ugh, oh yeah, you know, it's not yeah, sexy. I, I really like, you know, I think that's something that I like that I have a theatrical background be, because I feel like that really adds like, and it adds a layer of, you know, being able to understand the true 
um, nuances of a character as opposed to just creating a voice. And I get I get images in my head of what I think this character might look like or how they carry themselves or whatever. And I think that's it helps me kind of bring that out mm-hmm. a little about, more. So what about the opposites? the hardest accent for you to perform so far oh geez um I okay so um when I have to do like not general British but a specific like either Irish or Scottish or Welsh or any like slight slight variation on like a general it always comes out sounding like Kristen Chenoweth or something (laughs) like mixed with mixed with like I don't know some I can't think of a it comes out southern and British mixed together and it it just always sounds horrific and I it, it takes me a while to get into the cadence the specific cadence of those different dialects but yeah, I would definitely say those really anything too specific. You know, I like, I like, I can, I say to authors, like I can do general Southern general East coast, general British. But the minute you tell me you want Welsh from, I don't know, Cork County or something, that's Ireland, but whatever. The minute you tell me you want a specific region, I start sweating because then I'm like, okay, now people from that region are going to be judging me (laughs) and I'm not going to be doing it justice and what have you. So it just, you know, I do worry about, and I'm big on, on just respect of, you know, I, I'm aware we all have, I have an accent to someone from the South. You know, we all have different so I don't ever want to be like a stereotype or, or or a trope either. And I just want to be respectful of that. Yeah. You don't ever want to do the, the Irish from the Lucky Charms right. character. Yeah. 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 No, I get or it. It's, it's hard. And I think that sometimes that is what comes out. And I just think about that a lot. And I'm like, man, I hope I'm not like, I hope people know that I'm not trying to to mock or make fun of any of this. It's just trying to do the best I can with my own particular vocal parameters and make it work. Yeah, I know. It's, and it's also kind of hard too, because it's like, and I think in any other industry, you would be able to get the item in question and do some product knowledge, you know, and learn and things like that um, and spend some time in the area to kind of get a better understanding. So unless they're going to take you over there to England. Right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Relax and learn. It's hard. It's really hard. But here's the thing. Um, one, I've, I'm always told you have some sort of an accent. I just can't place it. I'm going, yes, because I'm mysterious that way. It's from Florida, dude. It's from South Florida. This is what we sound like. <laughs> and, and also the fact that I'm bilingual, you know, adds to it. But this is where I say to individuals when they're concerned about the accent is there have been two separate instances in which one, the review said, oh my God, his Irish was so bad. You can barely blah, 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 fill in the negative, negative reviews. The narrator is mm-hmm. from Ireland. He is Irish. Oh boy. And then the other one was a similar. Oh my God. His British accent is so fake. You can so, yeah, no, he's from, he's from England. See, and that's the thing. I read an article recently. It was about, um, I think it was, I read it on a, I was flying somewhere and I was reading in like the airplane magazine. They had an article on Liam Neeson and he was talking about what he says to directors when they say, can you do a blank accent? He'll say, yeah, I can do it. I'm working on it and I want to get better at it, but we're all mongrels anyway. So who cares? And I kind of, I was like, you know, I like that. That's a really good, like who has, you know, nobody has this, you know, perfect, that's not normal. You know, I mean that we're all we're all a mishmash, and yeah. we well, all fifty think... years ago maybe because traveling wasn't a huge sure. thing and things like that. And yeah, there was more for sure. But now we're like all over the place, right? So I kind of was like, you know what? If if it's good enough for him, that's going to be good enough for me. And I'm just gonna, you know, I mean, 
people are always going to have opinions and, you know, think that it should sound a certain way, but, and I do that too. I am such a snob. I, you know, if I'm, (laughs) if I'm listening to something on TV or whatever, and I don't like the person's voice, I'll be like, oh man. But, you know, we all have those preferences and preconceived notions, and that's just the way it's going to be. And I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea, just like I've got my own opinions and preferences. So, you know, you have to just kind of go with it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, and it's a lot. I mean, it's, 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 it's an art. It's just like when I say, when we go to the museum and this thing is hanging on the wall and everybody's going, Ooh, ah, and there's a price tag a- attached to it for like a million dollars. And literally it is only a white canvas with one black dot on it. Right. And, and you're like, like, Oh man, I could have done that in like second grade. <laughs> right. Where's my million? Where's my, why am I not famous? <laughs> it's 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 killer it's an art yeah Yeah, it's an art and everybody you know it affects people differently it's the same thing with book world I've I've read reviews and I'm going did we read the same book because it's not a five star yeah it wasn't even a three star I do not I do not agree but okay I'm like Mm. I'm glad you enjoyed it I'm glad that you found pleasure and that you found the joy in it me Mm -mm. that was a DNA thank you bye (laughs) not so much (laughs) yeah (laughs) Peace yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, dude, have fun with it. Um, <laughs> which is one of the reasons why I do love romance is because it seems that there's something for everybody. And romance, the way that I've always described it, is like an umbrella term with all the different subgenres underneath it. Mm-hmm. And we have, you know, the contemporaries and the paranormal and things like that. Plus, now I think there's a huge focus more on tropes versus the yeah. genres. Yeah. But is there a genre that is your favorite to narrate? Oh boy. Um, I would have to say, mm, I really enjoy certain historical periods, um, but I'm picky. So it has to be like one that I'm interested in. Um, you know, I'll, I'll obviously enjoy any historical genre, but I mean, if it's in the twenties through the forties, sign me up. That is, that, that is my most favorite era in history. Hands down. I'm completely obsessed with all of the roaring twenties and then the gangsters and the, the whole romance of that time period and all of that. So I would say if it's set in that time period, definitely a bonus, Um, I really like ones that have an additional element of plot, whether it be a thriller aspect or like a, you know, a rescue situation or um, something like that. I'm not, I I don't really enjoy the ones where it's just straight up sex. I mean, those are great. Like, you know, that's obviously get right to the point, but like in terms of narrating that's not my favorite I like it when there's an extra element in there so I would say probably like a like a romantic thriller yeah Yeah. romantic there we go that's the term yeah romantic suspense yeah 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 I love those but at the same time I'm yelling at my device you're getting shot at stop thinking about kissing her right right yeah you've got time for that later get out first (laughs) things are exploding stop making out in the hallway you know yeah that's like that part kind of the fun (laughs) I always think of that part in Titanic where he's like yelling at her like you're so stupid you jumped off the lifeboat to be with me you're so stupid let's make out while the grand staircase is flooding behind us and I'm like oh my god (laughs) get out <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's definitely romantic suspense. Yeah. No, it's it's fun. It's you know one of those things like, hmm, if I was with a hot guy and I was getting shot at, would I stop to kiss him? Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, because what if you die? I mean, you know, you yeah. got to like you got to get one last yeah. hurrah before you go, right? And he's in it to save me, so I might as well get a hurt. I don't know. <laughs> right right exactly yeah (laughs) it's yeah those are those can be fun but yeah those romantic suspense ones are always fun to listen to and read um like I said it's a good conversation with a device you have (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah is there a genre that you have yet to narrate in that you want to narrate um I'm getting more into romantic comedies and I really enjoy those. I have yet to do a cozy mystery romance and I would really like to dabble in those as well. Um, 
I haven't done one yet, um, but I, I would like to. And um, but yeah, probably just more romantic comedies. I really enjoy the the fine art of comedic timing and being able to sort of hone in on that and um, explore it more. So I think that would be my I'm, and I've done a few recently, but um, I'm hoping to have more of those coming up. Nice. Well, you've put it out there into the world. So authors. Yes. Hello, everyone. Laurie, is available for romantic comedy? Yes, indeed. Yes, yes. And romantic suspense as well, you know. And just really any any variety. Like, I'm just all about, I mean, I, I like the straight up you know the romance is where it gets to a point where I'm like okay I know exactly what's going to happen approximately chapter four this is going to happen approximately chapter eight that you know and those are great but it does get to a point after you've done a few of them in a row that you're just like okay but I need something to keep it fresh and yeah so just the more variety the better yeah um and so cozy mystery here and there authors throw it over to Lori you know yes that would be super fun so bonus if it's in the 20s yeah yeah <laughs> that's it's gonna yeah I mean when you mentioned that I was like oh because when people think historical it's automatic automatically duke you know right right and or like yeah. civil war or like oh yeah you get into yeah. that kind of history in the U.S. and um, technically the 1980s is technically considered historical now oh geez oh god oh well, help us all I know mm. I know okay it's like when the kids nowadays say you know those that were born in the 1900s i'm like oh oh (laughs) yeah here we go yeah but i love the roaring 20s and and things like that so i am happy that you said that you know the great gatsby is one of my favorite um yes yeah classic yeah, so it's Absolutely. fun. And it reminded me too, there's a, uh, an event that's happening in September of this year called Allure. It's a book a convention that's specifically yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. for. Um, are you going to that? I I we I have thought about it. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely on my radar. I have okay. not made well, an ultimate decision yet. Well, maybe this will help you. Yeah. So there's a party called Prohibition. Okay. Prohibition. Oh. Oh. Or you get to dress up like in the 1920s. Oh, yeah, that definitely is bonus. Definitely. Mm-hmm. When is it again? Remind me. When September, September 24th, okay. I think, like the couple of days there. And it's in Chicago. So yep. okay. it's good weather during that time frame. And, yeah, uh, and that's not too far from, yeah. from me. So that yeah. would definitely, it's it's been on my radar screen. Okay. Um, that's not something I have, I mean, with COVID and everything. I mean, me my too. Whole, the full-time career kind of just took off for me during COVID. And so now I'm like, oh, I can like go to these things. Like it's, I'm <laughs> you like, you can write off that. as work. It's a write-off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's definitely been something that um, I have thought about. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I'm I will send you some info and give you some yeah. information on that party. Cause I, as soon as you said that you love that, you know, the twenties and stuff, I'm like, Ooh, she would Oh, she would love going to that party. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Bonus that it's specifically about audiobooks. Bonus that there's going to be an array of authors from different genres. So you might pick yes. up that cozy mystery. I'm just trying to get yeah. you to go because I want to hang out. No, with you. <laughs> I, yeah, no, like I'm definitely and the more that's the thing. The more I do these types of things and mm-hmm. um, more of these types of interviews and the more networking and things, I'm definitely down. So yeah, I'll definitely yeah. look into it more. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. And I, and I totally get the hesitation because of the, you know, what the world we've been living in as of late. This is also going to be my first event that I attend since this whole thing started. And there's yeah. been a couple of local stuff and I'm going, Mm-mm, I'm not risking it. And um, honestly, like, I don't have that. It's, I'm not that concerned anymore. It's okay. just like, almost like I'm conditioned to think that I can't leave my house. Yeah. And then like oh shit I can actually like yeah no this is fine now like so I'm I definitely you know I've been traveling some and I definitely don't feel like I shouldn't it's just like I forget that I can <laughs> if that makes any sense it's no, like it oh. does it does I'm as an introvert that is uh, what they call a social extrovert 
um, ah, so I can yes. flip it. Um, so things like conventions and stuff, everybody swears I'm an extrovert. I'm like going, no, I'm going to disappear for the next couple of hours to recoup <laughs> in the room. Yeah, upstairs. I gotta, gotta yeah. recharge. Yeah. So this has not been so bad for me as far as having to stay in there, but then I'm like, oh crap, I need some vitamin D. Yeah. I need to oh, learn how to people again. I'm and not so, a vampire. Okay. <laughs> so I've had to push myself to kind of go out. Like yesterday I went to Tar- Target. So ah, I'm like, yes. Yeah, so it's okay. And uh, specifically to grocery shop. So I had a gift card. So yay. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was crazy busy. And I'm going, I went home. It's quiet. Oh, yeah. It's too, <laughs> too, it's too peoply. It's yeah. Too it's, uh, I, I, yeah. It's like that meme. Oh, people. <laughs> it's too peoply out here. I want to yeah. go home. <laughs> so I'm going to start conditioning. I'm trying to condition myself for this event as well. But it's also different, you know, when you go out to like Target to go grocery shopping versus, oh my God. Lori, it's so good to see, you know, and kind of get, you know, that you yeah. know, hanging out perspective differently. It, so yeah, it'll be fun. Yep, absolutely. Well, I do hope you go. I so am we'll definitely see. going, I'm definitely looking into it. I've got a oh, bunch good. of them on my radar screen and that is at the top. So nice, nice. So now that we've talked about all this work stuff and I know that you're in that constant reminder of, oh, that's right. I can't leave my house. What do you do for fun when you're not working? Well, um, I love to travel. Um, my husband and I both um, enjoy, like, we are definitely adventure people instead of, like, stuff people. Um, like, we prefer to, like, hey, let's go. I say adventure. We're not terribly, I'm not outdoorsy at all. When, <laughs> when I say adventure, I mean, like, going to New York instead of buying a new necklace. Like, I would much rather go on a trip than the experience versus the item. Yes, exactly. Um, I am not outdoorsy in the slightest. I will kill a plant by looking at it. Um, (laughs) You're not jumping out of a plane either? No, no. I I enjoy... uh, mixed media art. I do a lot of like collaging and things like that. Um, and I like, um, to, I'm, I dabble in like making my own cards and stuff, but I don't like to tell people I do scrapbooking because that seems way too like perfect and everything. I kind of do, I like to call it, um, art journaling because it's much more casual and just kind of hanging on to things that I like and then gluing them down in a book and writing a little caption about it type thing as a way of journaling. Um, so that's probably my favorite like relaxing activity. I'm still active in the theater community um, in my hometown and um, I go to a lot of shows and I still do a show here and there. Um, so that's, I'm, you know, going to be doing a show this summer. And so I still do that when I can find the time, but yeah, I guess just going, being active in the theater community, um, and doing some creative journaling. Um, I'm a huge movie nut. I always, my favorite date night is to go to a movie. I will see it all good, bad action comedy it doesn't matter I will go see it but yeah that's that's about it I basically exercise every day so I don't die not because I enjoy it (laughs) um and I am completely the least like yeah so yeah for some reason when you said adventures I'm going oh skydiving snorkeling jumping out of you know yeah yeah no (laughs) I do like snorkeling I have done that okay um yeah so I mean I'm not like you know I I do I love swimming and water and all that so that's that's accurate but okay well let's see that's also not as bad you know as far as you know jumping out of a plane uh Right. (laughs) right yeah I just and I don't I don't do the whole free fall thing and it's not even fear of like something bad happening to me I just don't like that feeling in my stomach so like I would do it if I you know wasn't yeah. gonna feel like I was gonna puke yeah um it's for me it's even... uh on the back of the neck I get the sensation when there's a drop so things like roller coasters and loops are not my thing uh, yep okay mm-hmm. yeah so I get you I mean even the little baby drop in Pirates of the Caribbean is a bit for me uh, <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah, that sensation yep. it's the back it's not that I'm afraid of it I know I'm going I mean 
hello right. in this case disney hello um it should be fine <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's but... just that feeling and i'm like oh my god you know Nothing yeah, Splash will... Mountain is about it for me. Like I, I can do Splash Mountain, uh-huh. but any drop more than that, I'm like, okay, no thanks. Uh, see, I did that in eighth grade because um I went with my best friend who I also had a crush on. So uh, he has a he's like, let's go. And I'm like, okay, I'm right. fine. And then, you know, never again. No. And and then fast forward, you know, talking about drops and that yours, yours is Splash Mountain. Um, so imagine being at uh, Universal Studios. And wanting yep. to ride something and going, oh, they, that's a water ride, you know, a little sure. like a river raft kind of thing. It should right. be safe. So, so I go into the Jurassic Park one and it was, uh, I love that. I'm like, whoosh and water because I'm a Pisces, you know, I'm all good. And then I, we're entering the building where you have the big T-Rex in front of you and you're going, yep. I'm not seeing anything going left, right or through him. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yep. We're just, there we go. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. just, yep. I turned around <laughs> and bit my husband on the shoulder as I'm going down. Come to yep. find out it's the steepest drop in any of the rides in Florida. Yep. 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 That's yeah. So I feel you. I know you. Yeah. We're good there. <laughs> It's definitely a. But don't oh, do man. that ride, okay? <laughs> if you did yeah, that, yeah. Don't do no. that ride. <laughs> that, that one would be, yeah. I, be no. I, yeah, no. <laughs> Hard pass. Absolutely not. Yeah. <sighs> um, do you read or listen to audiobooks for pleasure? Um, I don't as much as I used to, but I read whenever I'm on the treadmill. Um, I prep a a book or I'll read for fun usually if I read for fun it's almost always James Patterson because he's my favorite and it's light and easy anything that I read I was a English and Spanish major in college so I and a communications minor so I read everything everywhere I mean it just I was reading 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 all the time and now that I don't have to I I'm like okay I mean other than obviously my job but like yeah but like now it's like okay um I was a voracious reader growing up and now it's like okay now I I do it for work and I don't really tend to like to do it for fun but I and I have a few audiobooks that I I prefer to read as opposed mm-hmm. to listen, but I have a few that I have just because I like to keep up with what's going on in the industry and stuff like that. So I'll pick up one here and there. Um, I'm a huge Anna Kendrick fan. So I have her autobiography on audio because she narrates it. Mm. Um, so I snapped that up. If it's if it's narrated by a celebrity that I really like, I'm, I, I do enjoy those because I like the person. Um, so, but yeah, that's, okay. yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to bring work home. <laughs> Technically yeah. you are at home anyways, but yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't tend to reach for instead of that kind of stuff, instead of a book, I feel like lately I've been reaching for like, you know, crossword puzzles and those types of things instead of books. Like, cause I, I'm totally a, a word nerd through and through. I like Wordle and all that stuff. So I tend to reach for those types of puzzles instead Mm -hmm. of like a long novel, I think. Yeah, no, I get you. After a while, you're going, no, I'm good. Um, (laughs) No, it's good. I hit my quota. We're good. (laughs) I read enough today. Technically it was worth it still. (laughs) What is your favorite holiday and why? Oh, um, I would have to say, um, I, I guess Christmas probably because I'm not, I'm not a super like, you know, I'm, I'm more of a, I'm more of a spiritual person, I would say than a religious person, but I just like it in terms of all of the celebrations and family and traditions and all those things. I'm a big tradition person. I, I really like to have like each holiday is, you know, marked by different 
traditions and my husband is a trooper and he always puts up with all my little all my little things that we that we do and um Christmas of course is full of traditions and I one that is a favorite of mine that we started is we have a cousin cookie day with all of my cousins and we get together and it's now cousins and second cousins because people have started having kids and the little kids decorate cookies and we just have fun and it's I just like you know the the family aspect and getting together and that's always that's always the most fun yeah no it's definitely getting together and hanging out but I love that you have the cousin stuff going on as well yeah it's it's fun to have those traditions have you started any traditions of your own that you've done for you kind of a thing in your in your immediate family um I in recent years um I so I um used to be a teacher before I switched to audiobooks full-time and I taught about Dia de los Muertos because I, I taught Spanish and I started celebrating Day of the Dead with, with with my husband and we have a certain dish that we make every year. It was one of my cousins passed away a few years ago and he was a huge fan of this potato dish that my mom made and so we we make it every year for day of the dead and it's really fun I really enjoy that time and being able to I like to teach my other family members about it because you know it's not something that I grew up celebrating and I like to be able to share that with the rest of my family and helping to educate another generation about how it works and everything and I just think it's really cool it is. I love the whole different cultures learning about each other and what we have in common and how we can implement certain things. Because I think sometimes people are like, oh, I have nothing in common. I'm like, no, we're all human beings. We have stuff in common. We just have to figure what that is. It's like in the Latin community, the favorite thing to do is like when we're talking about the foods and they all have different names. And maybe the only thing that changes is the type of bean that they add to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's just yep. that same thing. Or like, or we have something similar to it, but instead of being a little bit more liquidy, it's a little bit more dense and things like that. So it's it's fascinating for me when you have those conversations with other people and you're discussing those things that are quote unquote different, but are exactly the same concept. And so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just that, yeah, I was fortunate that I was able to study in, I studied abroad in Spain when I was in college oh, nice. and my parents actually, my real parents actually came over and met my host family that I was staying with. And they came over for a few days in the middle of the in the middle of the semester and met them. And even though they didn't speak a word of the same language, they were able to still communicate. And, you know, they had a lot of similarities. So that was cool. And I really love when I can bring that into, into audiobooks. There've been a few books where I'm able to say to the author, like, Hey, I speak Spanish. And then, you know, we'll have a, they'll write a book later and they'll include a Spanish character just because they know I can speak Spanish and then I can use that. So that's always really fun. That is fun. I think uh, a lot of the authors are now starting to be more diverse and inclusive of different types of cultures Mm -hmm. and they're adding things to it, whether it's a mobster or... Right, right. Or anything like Some, that. It's different. Yeah. But yeah. Because there's nothing sexier that when, when, and that's some, a conversation I've had too with the authors. We're like, well, when are we going to add the Spanish to this book? And I'm going, during the, sme- the sexy stuff. Yeah. Because there's oh, yeah. nothing sexier than when he flips into that Spanish and he's saying things like, <laughs> querida, mi yep. amor. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yep. cosas que te voy a hacer. You know, oh, all the things I'm going to do to you. It just sounds yep. better. You know? Yep. Oh, yeah. You can, it's like, and yeah, I don't know what it's the romance languages. I mean, they're called romance languages for a reason. It's like, man, oh God, yeah. they're so hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's when you add it, honey. That's when you add it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that or when he gets really pissed off. We need a little more picante. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it's where we, we kind of go, you know, it's again, a romance language. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So the other thing too, that I think a lot of us have in common, regardless of our backgrounds and cultures is music. Mm-hmm. And one thing that we love is when that song comes up, that it doesn't matter where you're at, who is around you, either you're in the car, so you're going to belt it, or you're at a supermarket and it's in the classic station now, because apparently it's been 20 years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. What is that song that when it comes on, you're just going to have to 
you know, sing along with? Um, so I have a very eclectic, I mean, I literally love all kinds of music. Um, I grew up in a very musical, I mean, my dad was a singer and he also played the guitar and, you know, so I grew up in a very like diverse musical household. I was raised on Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals, but my dad is a humongous fan of the band Toto. <gasps> like, like literally <laughs> almost named me Rosanna. Oh my and goodness. <laughs> so that, that is my song. When Rosanna comes on, it does not matter where I am. It just, it's like, it's like, it's, it's for me, it's my song. And so even though that's not my, my, you know, my name, like that's, it's just like, oh, okay, this is, this is on for me. And so I just have to kind of rock out to it no matter where I am. (laughs) So Rosanna by Toto is one for big, for a big, but I don't know. I really just love all kinds of different. I have such a weird, I mean, you know, you name it. I like it. I'm currently in a huge, like, 2000s pop punk phase like listening to all this like good charlotte and stuff like from which was big when i was in high school and now i'm like okay but you know i just yeah probably anything by toto africa rosanna all those Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) which sure is a huge surprise to everyone but yeah it's it's a thing we all have that one song and and it changes too and sometimes there's definitely more than one and i know that i'm like busting out a move and, and singing in the middle of the grocery aisle in the freezer section. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It just depends like what mood you're in, but that yeah. would probably be my number one, like fail yeah. safe right there. Yeah. No, well, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's totally, I love knowing what that song is a, because if we ever do go to a convention together, I will save it on my phone because I do want to hear you belt it out. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. And B, now when I hear it, I'm going to be like, oh, Lori. Uh, yay. Yeah. But I, I totally get you on the whole eclectic thing. I'm the girl that on her playlist will have anything from Viking songs and some Nord- Nord- Nordic songs to yep. Metallica here and there to, yep. you know, Sammy Davis Jr. Mm, all, I'm all absolutely. over the place. So I get it. I'm a huge, I'm a huge jazz fan too. Ella Fitzgerald, Sarah Vaughan, all those. So. Yeah, the rat pack for me too. Mm, All that you know, crooning kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anytime my kid gets my, my play, he's like, really, mom? And I'm like, <laughs> there's something there you're going to like. I can guarantee you that you've got to start <laughs> give it, scrolling. Give it- yeah yeah we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna win you over one way or the other oh yeah no the favorite part is now kids days when they're busting out especially with the little tiktoks and they're getting a sample from something and they're like this song is so cool and i'm like yeah it was too when i was 12 you know (laughs) or when i was 17 20 yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm." they're like no it's just brand new and i'm like no honey here google it That's what I say, that the fact that the 80s is considered historic now. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) not only is June audiobook month, for those that may not have realized that, it's also the kickoff of summer. What is your favorite thing about summer for you? I would have to say uh, just being anywhere near the water. I like going to the beach. Um, I like being in the pool, um, you know, just enjoying, um, being from the Midwest. Like I, we have seasons, so, you know, it's that finally we made it through the long winter and now it's finally warm and just being able to enjoy. I'm still not, I'm not a super outdoorsy person, but I love to go to the beach. Um, my husband actually proposed on the beach. So we have a Aww. favorite beach that we go back to and, you know, so just those memories and just, you know, enjoying, I love like the fairs and the carnivals and, you know, there's a, there's a really good, um, burrito place um (laughs) not far from my house that we always go to that's only open in the in the summer so we'll go there and get burritos and then take it to the beach or whatever so you know it's it's really lovely so just water and yeah I would I would say yeah (laughs) (laughs) you work with words all day long and you did before even you got into audiobooks (laughs) yep Um, it's true Yeah. What is your favorite word? Not to be confused with favorite curse word, because that's the next part of the question. But what's your favorite oh, word? Oh boy. Yeah. Um, 
I really like the word moxie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My grandpa used to always say that I had moxie and I just always thought it was such a cool word. And I, I being loving the twenties and thirties, I am all about anything nostalgic and vintage. So anything that was like popular back then, you know, I'm always trying to like bring it back. Um, so moxie is a big one. I also like the word idiosyncrasy because it's just fun to say. <laughs> Probably one that I get stuck t- tongue tied on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would be so focused on sounding and making sound right that I would just fuck it up. But yeah, it's a good yeah. word. Yeah. There but I go. love moxie. I'm like, yeah, you definitely have moxie. <laughs> <laughs> so on the other side of the spectrum, what is your favorite curse word? Oh, definitely fuck. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, and I was like such a goody goody when I was growing up that I, I'm fairly certain that some of my high school classmates would keel over if they knew that what I do now, but I like was super conscientious about not using curse words growing up. And then when I finally had this like awakening of like, oh, I can do this and I can say these words and it is a completely harmless way of getting out my frustration without hurting anyone. It was like this big cloud had been lifted and all of a sudden it was like, oh, it's so satisfying. It's like, <laughs> just you get the, you get the consonants in there and you just, yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It is. And so now that you're bilingual too, yes, I'm going to have to ask in Spanish, what is your favorite curse word? Oh, well, because we learned those so... first in any language. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it was always a huge learning curve for me because I learned in, I learned in high school, I learned predominantly Latin American Spanish, but then in college, most of my professors were actually from Spain. And then I ended up studying in Spain And so then I learned a bunch of like Spanish curse words and then, you know, but they meant nothing to anyone (laughs) that wasn't from Spain. So I like came home and was like using them thinking I was all badass and shit. And then like people are looking at me like, I don't even know what you're saying because I'd be like in some, you know, I'd be talking with my friends who like had, you know, Mexican heritage or whatever. And they'd be like, I don't know what that means because it's completely dialect specific. But the word uh, joder, Mm. which is basically the F-bomb in Spanish, um, but it's, it is, but it's also a lot more like acceptable. Like yeah. kids can say it. Like no, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I I think probably that. And there was a period of time after I got home from studying in Spain that I was saying it all the time. And fi- finally, my friends were like, "Stop! It's annoying. I don't know what that. <laughs> yeah. like, just you're you're done." So I, but yeah, definitely yeah. joder. Joder. Yeah, it's funny because yeah. it, it was a different dialects. In some countries in South America, that is the equivalent of saying fuck. But it that is. All, okay. But at the same time, it's also the equivalent of saying something like damn. Like stop, fuck, you know, stop, you know, stop uh, it. You know, one of those things. Yep, so depending okay. on where you're from, it has those different connotations. So, so it would translate for some and yes, yeah. and not for others. So like I grew up because my father was Cuban. I grew okay. up with that word. And in Chile, sometimes they do use it as well. And again, okay. in Cuba, it was like the equivalent of like, damn. In Chile, it was fuck. And so in my yeah. house, I was like, damned if I do and damned if I don't. <laughs> because <laughs> I was like using words and it's like, no seas pendejo, no seas huevon. And everything means something different depending on where you're coming from. So yeah. I also grew up with not saying any bad words. Um, <laughs> I was in high school and then it was like, fuck. I'm free I can say whatever I want and it's always good because when you're bilingual you have even more words yes that is true (laughs) I I have found though that since I've started narrating romance novels full-time I have to really watch myself because I'll like I get so desensitized that I'll like go have lunch with my parents and be like what the fuck oh shit I mean uh, (laughs) I'm like oh guys sorry (laughs) okay my bad (laughs) yeah but, I'm like, yeah, when I go to Disney, I have to watch it. Or yeah. I'm surrounded by kids. I'm like, mm-hmm. baloney. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bicycle sticks. Sugar jets. Oh, yeah. man. Sugar okay. daddy. No, wrong daddy. <laughs> 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 yeah. But no, that's how oh, that is a good one. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah. Before we go, Lori, can you tell us what you're currently working on and what you have coming up next that, of course, you can share? 
Sure. Um, I have, let's see, I've got my calendar right here. So my next one, I'm working on one by Jill Sanders coming up. I'm working my way through a series for her. And the next one I have to do is called Dare to Love. And it is the Pride Oregon series. Um, it's really sweet. They're really like it's a, it's a whole, it's a small town full of people that you just wish were like your best friends. Like they're all just really, and I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. It's got, it's, it's definitely got it's, it's naughty moments. It is a true romance with lots of sexy parts, but um, it's, yeah, it's this whole community of people and each book in the series is about a different couple. So yeah, that one's coming up next, but Jill's books and then, um, right now and then yeah and then we'll see what else comes up after that I just did one called Strictly Business which will be out soon that is by who is that by I'm looking that one up Ruth Cardello I co-narrated that one with Rock Angle that one will be up soon it's available for pre-order right now and but yeah, any authors who are listening, I'm I'm currently building up my schedule. Um, <laughs> and oh, I just uh, the another one that just got released was it's uh or it, it's either about to be. I think we just sent it off to quality control. One that I co-narrated with Frank Ryan by Jolie Vines that is called Picture This, which was one of her. It was one of her Scott. Scottish series. Frank Ryan is a fantastic Scottish narrator. So if you have a Scottish thing, then check that one out. And yeah, I have a bunch that are like going to be out very soon. Also, one that I am currently working on as well that should be out soon is The Journey Home by Kelly Elliott as well. So yeah, it just took I had to look and see like what is actually on pre-order and what is not out yet and all that oh, stuff. yeah and so. it's okay as soon as we hang up five of those are going to pop up on audible at okay. release today so don't worry about it uh <laughs> yeah exactly you're you're not kidding you're like wait it's not supposed to come out until literally like in another month we have it scheduled we have all this marketing now nah, forget it girl you're good yeah <laughs> it, happens. it happens it's the world that we're currently living in but those all sound great i'm curious about that uh i love jill sanders and her writing so but i have yeah. not checked out her pride oregon series that's been on yeah, my list it's it's an older one of hers that she wanted to get caught up on audio. Um, I had done, I did the summer series for her. It's um, the, well, actually it's the wildflower series. So the summer, they all have summer in the title, summer heat, summer nights, etc. And I did all those for her. And then she reached out to me earlier this year and said, Hey, would you also be interested in this one? So it's been really, it's been really fun to get back into, I love her writing. So that's been really cool. Yeah. It's really good writing. Well, thank you for sharing all those lovely goodies that we're going to be getting soon. I appreciate it. Sure. <laughs> and thank you, Lori, for being part of this year's audiobook loving series. Greatly appreciate you and thank your time. you so much for having me. Yeah. It's I hope you've had fun. fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And thanks everyone for listening. And um, yeah, just uh my one of my New Year's resolutions was to have a bigger social media presence. So I'm I'm working on that. So be sure to follow and like and all that good stuff yeah I was gonna say thank you for hanging out with us today because it's been lots of fun and hopefully you enjoyed this interview and chat as well as the whole series and I will be including all of her social media links so you don't have to you know go hunting for those we'll find those links over at audiobook loving series page at Viviana Enchantress of Books and until next time happy listening thank you for joining us in the audiobook loving series hosted by Viviana Enchantress of Books we hope you have enjoyed this episode, as well as the series. We've included audio samples of our guests' work within the post for you to check out. Please make sure to visit the main page, link within the post, to learn more about the series, the authors, and the narrators. Please consider leaving a review wherever you listen to the series if you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow us on our social media platforms and subscribe to the Viviana Enchantress of Books newsletter. Until next time, happy listening. Audiobook Lovin' hopes you've enjoyed this program 